There's a word from the Lord this morning that is found in the gospel that has been recorded by John. Chapter 11 and verse 25 as well as verses 43 and 44. John chapter 11 verse 25 and verses 43 and 44. We're reading this morning from the New Living Translation. Reading from the New Living Translation on this glorious day in which we all over the world that are part of the Christian faith celebrating the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening by way of radio. Thank you for all that you are doing to celebrate this glorious occasion. Verse 25 of John chapter 11. This wonderful, iconic miracle in the Bible. Verse 25 says, Jesus told her, Jesus told Martha, sister of Mary and Lazarus, that I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Verse 43, then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out, his hands and feet bound in grave clothes, his face wrapped in a head cloth. Jesus told them, unwrap him and let him go. And we ask God's blessings on the reading and the hearing of his word. For the next few moments on this glorious day, we are going to speak to you from the subject resurrection faith. We will rise from this. Resurrection faith. We will rise from this. Over the past four weeks, in fact, throughout the month of March, we have been sharing messages with you as it relates to faith. As it relates to faith tied into our theme of knowing what the Lord would do this year. On the first Sunday in the month of March, we spoke to you from the message, A Risk of Faith. We simply said, like uh, the woman with the issue of blood, we must be willing to step out on faith in order to receive our blessing. And then we spoke to you on that next Sunday from the message, A Declaration of Faith. In that message, we said we must declare what we believe. The third message on the third Sunday in March was entitled An Act of Faith. 
We said to you how our giving, particularly when we give from our heart, uh, can be an act of worship, can be an act of faith to the Lord our God. Then on last Sunday, during our annual Women's Day service, our First Lady, our Associate Pastor, uh, Willie Mae Jackson, spoke to you from the subject, The Audacity of Faith. She talked about a woman by the name of Hannah who had the audacity uh, to believe that God could do what no one else thought was possible. And so with all of those messages, one reoccurring theme uh, is faith. Faith is widely acknowledged uh, as being an essential ingredient uh, to us as believers in our walk with the Lord. More than anything else, you need faith to have a relationship with God. Listen to what the author of the book of Hebrews writes in Hebrews 11 and 6. He says, and I quote, without faith, it is impossible to please God. What is faith? There are many definitions, but perhaps the greatest of all is defined in the Bible. In that same 11th chapter of Hebrews, uh, verse 1, NIV translation defines faith as confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. So faith is hoping for something we cannot see. The King James puts it this way, the evidence of things that are hoped for uh, and the, the, the comfort, hope for and we cannot see. We cannot see the evidence. Faith is the substance of things. I'm sorry, that's hope for. And the evidence of those things that we cannot see. Listen, one of perhaps the greatest uh, references of faith that I've ever heard says this. It says that faith allows us to trust, listen, even when we cannot prove that in which we are putting our trust. Think about it. Faith allows us to trust even though we cannot prove that which we're putting our trust. Listen, there is no scientific evidence that Jesus rose from the dead. And I know folks say the empty tomb, and I agree. And there's all kind of debate about the grave closed. But if you're looking to prove the resurrection of Jesus through scientific uh, evidence, you will fall short. There is no scientific evidence that can be proven beyond a doubt that God even exists. That's where faith comes in. Faith says, I don't have to prove it, but I know it. How do you know it? Because my faith says so. 
Now, what God said that perhaps uh, there has never, listen to this, been a time among those of us who are alive today when we've had to rely on our faith then over the past year. The truth is, living in the midst of what has been called and described as a once in a century global pandemic. I don't know if there has ever been a time in our lifetime that we've had to walk by faith and not by sight. There are so many who have experienced hardships, heartaches, unlike anything they have ever experienced before. I've had to comfort people that I was absolutely lost for words and had to say, Lord, you have to do this because I can't do it. I know Pastor Matt, Pastor Willie Mae, Pastor Lawson and others, you've had to do the same thing. You, we've found ourselves in the midst of a time in which we have shutdowns, we have social and physical isolation. We call it quarantines. We've witnessed loved ones being sick and there's nothing we could do about it. And in fact, yes, we've witnessed even loved ones dying. Someone called me about a month ago and they said, Pastor Jackson, I could deal with the fact that my loved one died because I know that he is in a better place. But what was so painful was me not being there with him, me not being able to hold their hands. I've heard testimonies of people who've been married for 40 and almost 50 years and could not get close to someone just to hold their hand as they transition to a better place. It is difficult. These have been difficult times. I'm reminded of a powerful expression, a quote, that was written by Thomas Paine who was a revolutionary era author. And he wrote these iconic words in 1776 that have been used all over the world since. He writes, and I quote, these are the times that try men's souls. He says there are times in our life in which our very soul has been put to the test. Perhaps we all can agree that over the past year and much, our faith has really been put to the test. I don't know if there's anyone who would not reach the conclusion 
that 2020, 2021 has been a difficult time for so many in which our faith has been tried by fire. It has been put to the test. As I thought about that, and I was preparing this message weeks ago, the Lord reminded me of something. The Lord said to me, however, Darrell, remember that there could be no test unless you can conclude with a testimony. I said, Lord, what are you trying to say? He says, in other words, you would have no testimony if you did not have a test. You want a testimony? It comes with the test. Uh, The test comes before the testimony. And then I thought about something, and someone blessed me with these words uh, just a few weeks ago. It may have been a month or so ago, a couple months ago. Because someone said to me, where was God? Where was God? He was silent when I went through my most difficult times. And someone slipped me a note in my hand, Pastor Lawson. I saw it the other day because I have it in my home office. And they wrote me a handwritten note and say, remember, the teacher is always silent during the test. I said, it doesn't mean that she or he, they're not there. It means they're silent doing the test. And I said, Lord, I got it. Your silence did not indicate an abandonment of me. It simply meant you allowed me the space and the time to go through what we were going through. Sometimes you've got to thank God for the silence doing the test. Because what the teacher wants is that they want you to demonstrate what you know is in you. And it cannot sometimes come out of you if others are trying uh, to talk over you. And the Lord says, what you went through the last year was not because I wasn't there. And my silence had a reason. It was because I was waiting for you to demonstrate or to reveal what I knew what was in you. How did the teacher know? We know because the teacher knows what they put in us. And God says, I know you've got it in you because I put it there for you. And so here's here's what God said. Perhaps then one of the good things that will come out of this past year or so will be the development of some incredible, don't miss this, resurrection faith testimonies. When it's all said and done five years from now, somebody's going to look back over this time frame and they say, you know what? The best of me came out in 2020 and 2021. You develop some resurrection faith testimonies. Now, when we speak of resurrection faith, for the purposes of this 
message today. Listen, resurrection faith is the confidence that we can and will rise from the ashes of heartaches and hardships and disappointments and anything else that may come our way. God said, that is the kind of testimony I'm going to give you uh, when somebody is going to look back over their life and say, I was not down in 2020, but I got up. I, I went through something, but I came through it. <laughs> and you're going to be able to bless somebody else and say, because I went through it, I am a living witness that if God can do it for me, God can do it for you. But in order to get to the testimony, you got to go through the test. Ah, God says, I, I am just silent while you're taking your test because I know in you is something that will come out of you. Listen, in the text that we've chosen for today's message, one of the miracles of Jesus. In fact, this miracle that is found in our text in John chapter 11 is considered perhaps one of the greatest miracles uh, and one of the most significant miracles in the Bible and particularly in the New Testament. The miracle occurs in a place called Bethany, located just miles from the city of Jerusalem. Go with us for the next few moments as we put some context behind what we are talking about. The text records an emotional encounter between Jesus and two of his closest friends by the name of Martha and Mary. In fact, Jesus was so close to them and their brother Lazarus that he often stayed at their home when he was in the area. They were, in essence, his adopted family. It was one of the few places where Jesus could relax, a place where he could find peace. It was the place where even John chapter 11, in the beginning of the chapter, talks about how Mary uh, washed his feet with her hair. So Jesus was relaxed around them. These were Jesus's closest friends. Mary, Martha, and their brother by the name of Lazarus. In fact, there are some scholars who would say that Jesus had no closer male friend than Lazarus. That, that Lazarus was uh, his buddy. You know, everybody's got somebody that you can be yourself around. Somebody that you don't have to demonstrate your title. You don't have to uh, be a pastor or a senator. You can just be whoever you are. That's Lazarus, Mary, and Martha as it relates to Jesus. So the Bible says Lazarus became very sick. And Mary and Martha sent a message to Jesus saying, Lord, listen to this. Your dear friend 
is very sick. I like the way the New King James puts it. It says this, he whom you love is sick. Lord, this is not just anybody. We've witnessed 37 miracles. We saw what you did with the woman with the issue of blood. We saw how you touched uh, blind Bartimaeus. Blind Bartimaeus regained his sight. We saw the 10 lepers who were healed as they were. In fact, we witnessed Jairus' daughter being raised from the dead. But Lord, your buddy, your friend, Lazarus, is very sick. Their expectations were that Jesus would drop everything and immediately head to Bethany, which was a two-day journey from where Jesus was. However, Jesus did not come right away. This had to have been painful to them. We love you. We feed you. We house you. We'll do anything. We, we wash your feet with our hair. We love you so much. But Jesus did not come right away. In fact, the text tells us he waited two days before beginning a two-day journey to Bethany. Now, some would say, that's pretty disrespectful. Some would say, what kind of friend does that? Somebody calls and says, your best buddy, your friend needs you right away. I know what most of us would do. We would drop everything and we would run there right away. I've seen people in this church respond to other people just like that. But Jesus had a different plan. Please go with me. Uh, perhaps Jesus wanted to use this occasion to demonstrate the power of a special kind of faith. Resurrection faith. In fact, he says to his disciples in verse 4 of the text, listen, he says, this happened so that the Son of God will receive some glory from this. Ooh, that blessed me. Because sometimes things happen in our lives so that God can get some glory out of it. Sometimes we go through hardship, heartache, pains, simply so that God can get the glory out of this. Jesus said to his disciples that it's not that I don't love him, but I'm doing this on purpose so that God can get some glory out. Can anybody anywhere out there in virtual land, can you remember any time in your life in which you wanted God to do something right away, but he didn't, and when it was finally done, God got some glory out of it. Uh, sometimes God says, I have to wait until it's absolutely sure that you can't do it by yourself. I have to let you exhaust everything you know 
before you know that God can do it. The old folk used to sing this song, Sister Rose, and I never did understand it. It says, after you tried everything, try Jesus. And that perhaps was what Jesus had in mind. Go ahead and try everything. Call whoever you want. Do whatever you can do. But after four days dead in the grave, we know that the only way he can get up, it had to be and it has to be a miracle. So Jesus had this. I'm taking you through this for a reason. I know I've got to move on, but I'm stuck right there for a moment. I, I'm doing this. Who am I talking to? God told me I'm speaking. I'm looking someone in the eye right now and said, there's a reason you're still in what you're in. God said, there's a reason you've gone through what you've gone through. Because at the end, God's going to get some glory out of this somebody would be able to shout the victory and say if it had not been for the Lord that was on my side give God a praise give God a virtue praise clap your hands come on somebody help us Woo! help us Woo! God gets the glory God gets the glory do me a favor Send somebody a text. Send them a digital message. Say, God will get some glory out of this. <laughs> I don't explain anything. Just God will get some glory out of this. Listen, listen, let me preach this. When Jesus finally arrives in Bethany, may I preach this? This is Resurrection Sunday. They told me I got a little extra time, so let me preach this. Uh, uh, when he finally arrived in Bethany, Lazarus has now been dead for four days. Woo. The Bible says that they sent word out that Jesus was on his way to Martha and Mary's house. But look at the reaction of both Martha and Mary, and that's messages all by itself. The personalities of the sisters. Mary didn't leave the house. She was an emotional person. She probably was a little upset. But Martha could not wait until Jesus got to the house. The Bible says Martha met him as he was coming and said these words, Lord, now I want you to use your spiritual imagination. Think about Martha. Uh, so emotional, clinging on to Jesus, someone she loves so much. She still calls him Lord. Ah, I'm trying to get over this, but it, this text is messing me up, Matt. In the midst of being mad with God, you're still my Lord. In, in the midst of being disappointed that you didn't show up earlier, I still reverence who you are. Lord, if only... You had been here. My brother would not have died. Now that's faith all by itself. But that's not resurrection faith. <laughs> uh, that's healing faith. <laughs> she believed that you are a healer. Why? Because she saw him heal before. So her faith 
comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. She's heard that he was a healer. She's seen it. Lord, if, if you had just been here, Lazarus would not have died. Then he calls for Mary. Mary only leaves the house having got instructions that he calls for you. Mary goes without even knowing what Martha had said. Mary approaches Jesus with the exact same words. Lord, if you had been here, our brother would not have died. Jesus was distraught. Jesus was an emotional wreck. Because he knew he had a job to do, but yet he was divine and human. His divinity says, oh, just wait until I'm done. But his humanity says, I'm hurt. In fact, the text says twice he was angry. And that doesn't really do justice on the text because the Greek word says something more than the anger that we know. Now, what it meant was internal emotional distraught. Jesus was hurt and he and I don't know who he was angry at but he was angry because he saw their pain and in verse 35 we get the shortest verse of the Bible it simply says Jesus wept Jesus wept but he composed himself and said, now take me to where Lazarus is. Ooh. But in order to really understand that, I don't have time. I wish I had time to preach this. Go back to chapter 11 and read verses 14 and 15. In which he says to his disciples, two days away from Bethany, we're going to see Lazarus. <laughs> Lazarus was already dead and Jesus had declared we're going to see Lazarus. In other words Jesus had resurrection faith and he says take me to where he is arriving at the tomb of Lazarus. Ooh. Jesus then shows us what resurrection faith looks like. He says in verse 39, roll the stone aside. Move anything that will obstruct what I'm about to do. He really didn't need any help to roll the stone aside. He could have rolled it aside himself, but he wanted to see how much they trust him. Martha says, what are you doing? He's been dead for four days. In fact, the moment we roll the stone aside, there would be a smell out of that tomb that would be unbearable. Ooh. And Jesus says, Martha, I told you, <laughs> just to believe. Martha said to Jesus, uh, I, I know that he arise, he had come again in the resurrection, and Jesus had to tell him earlier, I am the resurrection, Martha. You're looking at the resurrection. <laughs> ah, who am I preaching to? Because there's somebody who says, I'm waiting for the better days to come by and by. And the Lord say, I'm the better days right now. I can do for you 
right now. Note what he says to Martha in verse 40. Didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe? Uh, and then Jesus prays to God and say, thank you for using me. Now you're going to show them who I am and why you sent me. And then uh, he preferenced even before he says it. In verse 42, he says, I'm going to say this out loud, not because I need you to hear it, God. Elijah, I'm going to say this out loud for everybody around so that they can hear the words out of my mouth. And then in verse 23, Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. <laughs> ah, he didn't do it for Lazarus' sake. He didn't need to say a word in order for Lazarus to come out. His thought could have gotten Lazarus out of the grave, but he did it for everybody standing around. Some miracles Jesus allows to happen publicly so that all of your critics, all of your naysayers can see what God can do for you. God says, I'll do some things in the presence of your enemies so they'll know that I am God. Lazarus, come out. Shout it, Lazarus, come out. Look at what happened next. Woo. Mm. Somebody ought to say thank you, Lord. Somebody ought to say thank you. Woo. When he calls your name and when he declares and decrees, even in the midst of everything you're going through, you're coming out of this. And it doesn't matter what anybody else says or thinks. You are about to get up. But look what happens in verse 44. The first clause of that verse says, And the dead man came out. Woo. Somebody ought to give God a praise. Can I say that again? Let, let me say that again. I'm preaching to somebody. And the dead man came out. And the person who thought it was over came out. And the sick person got up. And the broke person got restored. And the person who was sad got renewed. Can I say it again? And the dead man, and the dead man came out. Woo! If we were in church, y'all help me out, choir. Look at somebody and say, when God says come out, you got to come out. When God said it's over, it's over. When the Lord says get up, you got to get up. Wave your hands and say, come out. Come out. Speak to your family. Speak to your loved ones. Speak over your situation and declare, come I feel like praising him. 
You've got 20 seconds to put your best. I'm coming out of this praise. Look at somebody say, I'm coming out of this. I'm coming out of this. I'm coming out of this. Ten more seconds. Praise him like you're about to come out. Come out. Woo! When I say come out, wherever you are, in your kitchen, in your backyard, in your living room, take one giant step like we would do if we were in church. Get ready, get ready. Come to mess me up because I've got to get to something else. Now here's what blew my mind. And I've I've known this text all of my life. In fact, I mean, I graduated from seminary in 1982. So so I've, I've, I've read this text all of my life. But look at this. When he came out Hold on for a minute, Zion. He was still not free. Who am I preaching to? Good God Almighty. When he came out, he still was bound by what that held him down when he was still in the tomb. Good God Almighty, I got to go, but God told me, God showed me something about five nights ago, God says sometimes we come out with the grave clothes on. And although we are out, we are not free. Can I preach to just two people? And although God has changed your location, your mentality, has not changed. Lazarus was out, but he wasn't free. Because here's what the message Bible says. The message Bible says he came out with grave clothes on from head to toe. (laughs) Here's what the NIV says. It says his hand and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. And I says, I got it, Lord. Because there have been times that I've misjudged the situation. I've seen people in a different place and thought they were free. (laughs) And the Lord says, 
just because you've left the tomb doesn't mean you're free. But look at the next words. Ooh. The end of verse 44. Jesus says in the New Living Translation, unwrap him and let him go. The King James says, loose him and let him go. Mother Jackson, I told the church this morning at 8, as a young boy, I must confess and repent. I used to laugh at the old saints that used to walk around shaking their hands and loose, Lord, loose them, Lord, loose, loose. I didn't know what it meant, but I knew, I know now what it meant is there's some spirits in him that are trying to hold on to him. And although he may be in the church, he's still bound. Whew. Jesus says unwrap him and let him go. But look at what the new international version says. The end of verse 44, the NIV translation says, oh, I like this, I like this, Mac, I like this, I like this. Jesus said to them, I, I wish I had time to preach this because I can preach a whole sermon why Jesus told them to take off the dead man's clothes. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. And I said, Lord, I got you because there's some people that are trying to hold us down. And although you change our situation, there's some people that still don't want you to be free. <laughs> There's some people close to you that want you out but not free. And the Lord says, I'm not only going to bring you out, but I'm going to set you free. And Jesus says, take off the grave clothes and let him go. And God spoke to me. And God said, that's it. Not only will I bring you out, but I'm going to set you free. Ooh, my mother used to put it this way in an old song that I confess again. Mother, I used to laugh at it. My mind, my mind, my mind is gone. I used to say, what in the world mama singing about? That old song, my mind is gone. And then she say, things I used to do, I don't do anymore, Lawson. My mind, my mind is gone. And then I got to a point in my life where God says your body may be someplace, but until your mind is free, whew, you'll never be loose. But when the Lord loose, when the Lord sets you free, you're free indeed. Unwrap him. Take the grave clothes off him. Loose him and let him go. And so here we are on this Resurrection Sunday. And the Lord says, I want you to conclude with these three key observations, three key takeaways that you need to carry with you the rest of this week. Number one is this, faith is essential to our ability to get through life's most difficult hardships and heartaches. Can I tell you something? Hear me. 
without faith you'll never come through this you can shout all you want sing all you want preach like Paul but if you don't have faith to believe you can come through out of this it would never happen it's the first takeaway second key thing God told me to leave with you as I prepare to take my seat on this resurrection Sunday is sometimes our blessings are delayed on purpose Ooh, he stayed away on purpose somebody wherever you are just say on purpose Ooh, perhaps your child isn't saved yet on purpose God says it's delayed for a reason God allows things to happen for a reason perhaps you have not recovered financially yet on purpose and then the last part of this second key takeaway simply says this please don't miss this look at it we must trust in the Lord's timing no matter how long it takes we are so impatient <laughs> but when you walk with God you have to trust in his timing no matter how long it takes and then the third and the final one as we prepare for this altar experience listen resurrection faith is believing that we can rise from the ashes of any catastrophe no matter what Jesus rose from the grave having endured Good Friday having been sped on lied on crucified denied and betrayed and forsaken Ooh. All of that happened before Resurrection Sunday morning. But he put all of that behind him. And he still got up from the grave. I'm hearing God say to somebody right now, you will rise from this. Uh, you will rise from this. I'm talking to someone right now. You say, Pastor, this has been the absolute worst time in my life and I say join the club that Jesus is a man but you know what he got up and because he got up we can get up too do you believe you can rise from this come on and join me right now and just uh, begin to just open your mouth and speak faith resurrection faith is Lord we will rise we will rise, we will rise, we will rise from this. All week long, we're getting up, I'm getting up, my family is getting up, my finances will recover, my health will bounce back, my joy will return. Anybody know that? Wow, Daryl. Because the struggle is over. Woo. Come on. 
give God a hand of praise and clap those hands and tell the Lord the struggle. Ooh, tell him it's over. It's over. Listen, Jonathan Nelson wrote this song that blessed me in so many ways. Wherever you are, whatever you have been going through, God says, now in order to speak this, you need resurrection faith. Because somebody is going to say, but Pastor Jackson is not over. Resurrection faith is speaking it before you see it. The struggle is over for you. Look at the next verse. You've been in this place long enough. And your mountainside has been rough. But guess what? The struggle is over for you. We will rise from this. This global pandemic, <laughs> 10 years from now, will be a testimony. In fact, 10 weeks from now, it could be a testimony. It's a testimony that we've been knocked down, but we got up again. Just like Jesus left that tomb on Resurrection Sunday morning. We will rise from this. We will get out from this. Join in with us. Bill and the worship team come right now and tell us. Whatever you've been going through. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. This is a testimony for someone. Get up, get up, get Say up, again. get up. Wherever get you up. are. Woo, uh, come out. Come out of this. You're coming out of this. Uh,
what resurrection faith looks like. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. your hands and say, I've been in this place Ooh, uh, long enough. Make it uh, personal. My mountainside uh, has been wrong. But guess on. what? The struggle is over for me. One more time, everybody. Yeah, come yeah, on. Yeah. I've been uh, in this place, yeah. Place I'm tired of being here. I'm coming out. For me, listen, substitute your name where Lazarus' name is, substitute the name of your loved one where Lazarus' name is in the text, and simply says, Come out. I believe it. See, Jesus. Spoke these words even Bill before he left where he was. He said to his disciples, having declared, go back and read the text. In the same verse, he says, Lazarus is dead. He first said to them, Mac, he's sleeping, and they were confused. And he said, Well, let me make it clear: Lazarus is dead. Then in the same verse, he says, now let us go see him. <laughs> in other words, I'm about to do something that only God will allow me to do. You've got to believe in the midst of a bad situation that is going to get better. You've got to believe that God will turn it around. There's a number on the, on the screen. Ooh, close those eyes right now and maybe someone is going through something right now you've been in your place whatever that is long enough on this day on this day in the Christian faith 
in which we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus to Christ. I'm hearing the Lord says someone is about to come out of it. And not only will God bring you out, but God will set you free when you come out. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. Thank you for the privilege, the honor of worshiping on this day. Thank you for the message that reminded us that, yes, we need resurrection faith. We need the faith to believe that we will rise above the ashes of heartaches and hardships and disappointments and anything else that may come our way, even a global pandemic. And we will come out of this better. Thank you, Lord. We declare and decree that it is already done. And Lord, if there's anyone here today that do not have a relationship with you, the scripture says, my sheep know my voice. Uh, Lord, help them to realize that just being a virtual viewer is not enough. You need to have a relationship with God. You don't need a physical altar in order to make that commitment. You can do it wherever you are. Pick up the phone, call, let someone pray you through it. Because someone, somewhere, not only are you coming out, but God is about to set you free. He's about to say, unwrap him, loose him, and let him go. This is our prayer. In the name of Jesus, we pray and give thanks. Come on and worship with us again. Call that number on the On this Resurrection Sunday, we are asking you, as we have been doing since the beginning of the year, but this is special. This is a special day. Everyone under the sound of my voice, if you can sow a $7 seed into the vision offering, let me remind you again what this is used for. None of it is used for operations. None will be used to pay a light bill or a salary. 100% of it will be used to further the future ministry, the kingdom plans that God has for this ministry. And on this Resurrection Sunday, in which in years past, we've taken special offerings. But God told us in 2021, Pastor Lawson, God said, take no special offering other than this. This is it. And so we want you to sow that seed. And this morning, we encourage someone to sow it for your grandchildren and your children. Not just $7 for you, but you're praying for some people that can't even be here. And if you have it, sow it for them. Amen. On this Resurrection Sunday morning, 
sow a gift for someone else that you're praying for right now. Put it in and watch the Lord bless you in a special way. God is doing some awesome things. Very shortly, we will make some wonderful announcements about what the future of this ministry will entail. And it's all because you've trusted God. Amen. Thank you so much. Pastor Mac is coming now. Lead us into our Holy Communion service on this first Sunday. And yes, on this Resurrection Sunday. Stay with us. If there's any first Sunday you ought to take communion, it ought to be this first Sunday. God bless you. There's a number that will always be on the swing. Call that number. Let us pray with you. If you want to be saved, if you're looking for a church family, but even more importantly, if you're looking to create a relationship with the Lord, let us walk you through the process. God bless you.